Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Drive me crazy. Is that the song? No, that's a different song. This is the... What is... What's with the... Uh, why, what has got dots? Why, what does it stand for? The name of the five brothers. Ah... Fuck. Christian, Hi, a- Anthony. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> or Antoine. Oh. Was that his name? Antoine. I, Anthony. I don't. I didn't. They're, they're, they're French Canadians. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to their names. I guess because they're French Canadian. Hi, everybody. Hello. I, I, my name is David Bell. <laughs> espousing French Canadian hatred. Uh, yeah. I'm Tom Ryman. And we just watched Crazy. Or rather, C-R-A-Z-Y. Period. I don't like a title that makes me do work. Oh, well, the movie spells it out for you. What? It... Well, it it never gets that. Well, no, actually, it does. In the end credits, it literally spells it out for you. The word crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it shows each letter and then separates them and does the name of each of the five oh. brothers to no, show. No, no, I, I just mean, like, I have to say it. Oh, like, right. Yeah, like it, it took like twice as long to search. Well, act, maybe three times because when you type it in uh, uh, yes, numerals, you, crazy, you have to like keep like... switching over to the to like the symbol keypad and then switching back to the yep. letters and then switching back to the symbols. It's uh, yeah, and if you just and if you just write crazy, it'll give you a bunch of movies that isn't this movie. Right, you have to use the periods. Pain. They should have thought about that back in two thousand five before any of this they was a have. thing. They should have foreseen that it would be slightly irritating to search for on streaming platforms. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, also, thank you to Stephen. Stephen is our Patreon producer who asked us to watch this film, which wasn't available until recently, even though it's a 2005 film. Yes. It just wasn't available in the States, but it finally is. This is, uh, like like I alluded to, it is some kind of French-Canadian movie. <laughs> some manner of French-Canadian film. Uh, but yes, yeah, thank you to it, Stephen. It's from, yeah, thank you, Stephen. This is from the director of Dallas Buyers Club, if that means anything to you. I've actually never saw it. Oh, it's fine. Um, sure. It, it, I, I thought it was good. I remember liking it. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, coming-of-age drama comedy, French-Canadian from 2005. What did you think of this film, Crazy, Tom? Uh, I liked this movie. Um, That's good. This is interesting. This is a movie that, uh, you know, as the, the little bit of reading I did about it uh, before we recorded, you know, it was a, a big hit. It won all these awards. It's considered one of the best Canadian movies ever made. But this is a movie that 
probably never would have found its way to me. Um, and not yeah. not just because it hasn't been available to stream until recently, which, as I was reading, uh, which may interest some listeners to know, the reason why it was took so long to be available on streaming is because there's a lot of uh, licensed music in this film. And if you know anything about that, lot. it's a li- the rights for licensed music, particularly as it extends to streaming or being on television, is a huge pain in the ass. So they finally... Yeah got that all figured out so now you can watch this on streaming platforms that's that's correct and i think you could watch it in other countries first so like yeah there was all sorts of the rights to oh right yeah this is all sorts specifically of an american thing i don't know how yeah it, if they had got that squared away in other countries way before this but in america this was not available to watch until last year that's correct it uh it's now on i believe hbo max Oh, is it? I rented it. <laughs> I rented it, too, and I'm looking on IMDb, and it says, watch on HBO Max. And I'm like, really? Uh, I didn't notice that. Doesn't matter. I thought this movie was okay. I I have some issues with it. Uh, mainly that I think there's a really good story in here that I think is weighed down heavily by what I will call boomer horse shit. Sure. Uh, which is that... I feel like I don't, I don't actually know if this was made by a boomer. Uh, I think I, I'm guessing it was because of the tone or written where it's that this this era of coming of age 70s stuff. Um, I guess I'm just going to put it this way. They think this era is way more important than it was <laughs> like in the sense that like the 60s and 70s. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't think this is just a boomer thing. I think we I think all feel every, this way. Everyone feels think, like the, the decade in which they grew up is more important than it was. Yes. But I think boomers have gotten that indulged way more. You know, they've like we've still telling movies that take place in the 70s. You know what I mean? Where we've talked about this before, where it's yeah, like, sure. Are we it's, are we going to move out of like? Well, it's because they controlled like they controlled the culture. You know, it was exactly. all the all the movies for like twenty five years are being made by people who were boomers, and then that right. So now, like, consequently, now everybody our age cares about like all this stuff. I was going to grab right. an example, and I couldn't think of one. No, but I, you know what I mean. <laughs> where it's like it's yeah, we've spent way too much time at the on the seventies as a culture. We can't get out of it, and I think it's created a situation where it's treated like this really important time to the point that this movie, I feel like again, has a very good story in it, but then it meanders so much. And it it thinks that it's really interesting to just like show people hanging out in the seventies. And it's, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's just like, I'm not, I'm not impressed by the seventies, sure. uh, by the existence, by the music of it. I'm just not. And I, I think this movie is, it's two hours and nine minutes long. I think it should have been an hour 45. Yeah, let's tell them what it's about. Okay, so it's about yeah. uh, a, f- a French-Canadian family in French-Canadia. Uh, no, um, I, I think... Yeah, that's what it says. I think Quebec? I don't know. Um, but they anyway, don't say, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's five brothers uh, being raised by a mom and dad. And uh, the the title of the film, Crazies, is C.R.A.Z.Y. That's the the first initial of each of the five brothers. You have Christian, Raymond, Antoine, Zach, who is the main character, and the last brother, who's uh, Ivan, or I forget what his name is. He's the youngest. He doesn't matter. 
Yeah, he's barely in it. But the the point is, is Zach is gay uh, and his dad is super not cool with that. So it's yep. basically covers about two and a half decades or really a decade and a half uh, of Zach's life as he keeps trying to become the, the person that he's going to become. And his dad keeps getting in the way. And the movie is uh, deals with a lot of themes related to that, like the expectations that you foist upon your children and how there it, it sometimes it can be hard to figure out what the line is between what your kid's actual personality is and the personality that you've decided for them. Um, yes, there's a so lot of them deciding that he's because the, yeah, they mythologize the idea of like yeah, they always have boys, so he's just like I just have so much testosterone, and then it's, yeah. it's yeah, and not and then, not and then having to deal with the fact that one of the kids is gay, which is like like what they juxtapose that I really like is one of the other kids is a fucking disaster, and yes. they're less they seem less concerned about that one. Yeah. Because he's not gay. Because and it's he's not like gay, right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was talking about is like there's a there's a version of this where it's like being gay in the seventies, uh, I don't know from experience, but one imagines not fun. Not a fun time. Mm-mm. Uh especially with a conservative family. Yeah. And that I think is the core of the story that's really good. Um yeah. there's an interesting idea about black sheeps. Um, because yep. Zach and his brother Raymond are kind of the black sheeps of the family. Raymond, like we were mentioned, um, is just a full on disaster. He's, you know, uh, meaning he's cool as shit. <laughs> he's so fucking he's cool. He's so cool. Um, he rides a motorcycle. He's got tattoos. He doesn't give a shit. Does heroin. He does. Oh, he, he gets to heroin. Yeah. He starts, he starts small <laughs> and graduates. Um, yeah. he's, he's having sex all the time. Uh, and then Zach is the black sheep and treated with like more disdain than Raymond because he wants, uh, he keeps asking for, uh, quote unquote, girly toys and wants to like wear his mother's pearls and stuff. Right. Uh, So his his dad's being a real shit to him. Right. It's Uh, not even that like overt where like at first he just like wants to hold the baby and have a carriage and it's like. That's gay to take care of a kid. You yeah. can't take care of his that baby. His dad like, can't handle like, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he like no, barely very little happens that is yeah. like concern uh, like quote unquote concerning in the eyes of this conservative dad. Right. Like, He's just like, ultra conservative. It, yeah. This kid is just like like I would argue he he's probably he might be bi. Like it. It's hard. They don't really expl- like. They don't talk they don't, about it. It doesn't they really don't matter too much into it. And he um, does have a girlfriend for a long time, but um, yeah. But again, it's it's the idea of like in the seventies, just, just even a little bit of like being effeminate or like yeah, showing signs that you're gay. That goes a long way, especially in this family. Yeah. So it, it's it's like it's the dad is. Uh, I like that they make the dad very complex. You know, like, right. we don't like I, him, I, but... But he's also... You don't really d- dislike him. Like, he's not a monster, which sounds no, weird to say. the doesn't dislike him. Well, he never yeah. hits him. He no. never, like, dis- he never like, d- like kicks him out, even. He doesn't do anything um, awful. He's just mad at him. Yeah. He's uh, just really, the movie. really upset that his son is gay, and he doesn't know how to deal with it. 
Yeah, and the and the son like they set it up to, so that you know it's gonna they're gonna reconcile it because the dad never crosses a line that you can't come back from. Yeah, is what it is. And then the and the uh, and the dad is uh, like otherwise he has very fond memories of his dad. They have nice moments and so on. It's about the idea that they fundamentally love each other, uh, and so it's like he he's has to push past this bigotry that is also just ingrained in him. Mm-hmm. And what happens when those two uh, emotions kind of meet head on and spoilers, it never really resolves. Like his dad is never really like, I'm, I'm proud of my gay son. Like it never goes no, there. He never goes. Because, no, which his is dad good. Never gets woke. Yeah, which is the realistic way yeah. that this would be. So it's more of just like these characters finding an understanding in the end where it's like, yeah, and my dad just kind of doesn't talk about it. Uh, and like, yeah, he's, not, he's not mad about it, but he's, uh, we, 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 we agree to disagree. Right. It's, it, it's the theme that I had mentioned earlier, because um, it actually kind of goes both directions in this movie. But the main focus is that... Uh, whether or not you sort of decided your children's personalities and interests for them and whether you're going to get upset when they don't live up to that. Cause like they very early on, like the mom is like, Oh, each one of them is different. They all have their own things. And like super early on, like we're told that like the oldest brother, Christian, he's the smart one. He's the a kid. He wears glasses. Uh, he's the boring one. He's the boring one. Yeah. Raymond's the bad boy. Antoine's the athlete who farts all the time. Yeah, uh, Raymond oh. is cool but rude. He is cool but rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Zach like doesn't seem to have a thing. Uh, like, and they do a, a couple of montages of his dad buying him different random gifts each Christmas because uh, there's a subplot, uh, kind of a minor subplot that uh, go- goes that goes around with the fact that Zach was born on Christmas Day. Uh, so his mom instills a bit of a Jesus complex in him. And that's a different version yeah. of kind of what his dad is doing. It seems like a more po- quote unquote positive version, but it's still bad for Zach because it puts a lot of expectation on him that he feels yeah, like he's got to live up to being literally Jesus. She claims he can like heal he can and heal. stuff like yeah, that. He claims he can heal. Um, and this partially goes into the boomer, the boomer stuff that bugs me is like, for example, again, it's not any one large part. It's all these little moments mm-hmm. that I'm like, you could cut that like where they start with him in the womb. That's such a self-indulgent like, and I, again, I don't even know if this is a like, an, a biography or audio. I don't even it, know if it's it was. based on anybody's it, life. It, the, it was okay. uh, semi-autobiographical uh, from the screenwriter, uh, from what I've heard. All right, that's what I figured, because that's some real indulgent, self-indulgent shit. Yeah. And the movie self- felt generally self-indulgent at times, where it's like, we're going to start with me in the womb. And it's like, no, you don't You don't have to do that. Like the, the him dropping him as a young kid. And I know it all leads into par- parenthood and expectations. Yeah. But like, I don't need so many reminders. And like, there was just a lot of like, yeah. I'm mythologizing my own story. And it felt like, it really felt like a meandering story that an old person would tell you where you're like, it takes like 20 minutes for him to get to the age where the stuff starts happening. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that could have been less minutes. Like, yeah, I think you could have showed his childhood a lot faster. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'll get 
I'm going to circle around back to that, but just to finish the thought that I had, oh, for sure. to finish for thought sure. that I had earlier, his dad keeps buying him different things each Christmas f- slash for his birthday that represent his own interests. Like he gets him a, a table hockey table. Uh, he gets him yeah. different instruments because his dad's really into music. Like he's trying to figure out what Zach's thing is because you're supposed to have a thing. Um, right. And the argument is like, oh, he's trying to bond with you. And it's like, yeah, but he's not. He's not bonding with him on the things he likes. On the things that he actually likes. Yeah, yeah, it's the stuff that dad likes. And then, you know, the other side of that is what we were talking about, how, uh, like you mentioned, oh, we're just going to have to agree to disagree here. Like, his dad is never going to get, like, fully accepting of it. Uh, yeah. Just because that's the person he is. Um, so that's, like, the other side of expectation. But anyway, um the uh I, I getting back to what you just said um yeah i think that's i super in, enjoyed this movie it's 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 a good story it's interesting filmmaking but i do agree that it uh is redundant in a couple of scenes where it keeps like we see different versions of the same thing happen a few times yeah. basically so it's like all right like okay we get it yeah i think this needed an editor because i got i did enjoy this movie too but i i started my legs started twitching in some parts i got to a point where i was like when he fucking goes to jerusalem i'm like come on movie can we just wrap this up like i got impatient with the movie because again it felt like i was being told a story that was like sort of going somewhere but then would deviate uh, to these like to these nostalgic moments and then the jerusalem stuff i i understood it yeah but it was just like jesus this is it just got so coming of age boomer to me that like like i see why this movie is people love it and stuff but i would also argue that the people reviewing it were older people too and and that's what i mean is it all feels like there's just a level of 70s self-indulgence of like isn't this time great uh and and i just mm, (laughs) didn't need that much uh and i i think the same could have been achieved shorter uh ultimately um because i did i did find myself kind of drifting away like my attention in a few places and part of it is because since it's redundant i would drift away and then come back and i wouldn't have missed anything thematically yeah because it was just like, yeah, no, I see what the track is that we're going on. You know, we just spend so much fucking time with them as kids uh, and them as teens just sort of hanging out and stuff. Uh, and I, yeah, again, I just like it was stuff where like, again, it's not one moment like at the wedding, like there's people dancing and to that Louie Louie song that's already played. <laughs> And they like stop and play the song again, and we watch them dance. And it's like we don't have to watch them dance anymore. Yeah, it's okay. Like it's shit like that, it's the, it's, where it's like it, it really wanted us to like. Mm, this music is the best, and this time is the best. And it's like, all right. Yeah, I got. It. There's um another. There's like two other full dance sequences. One where he's yeah. dancing alone in his room to uh, Space Oddity, and then there's a church thing where it's yep. sympathy for the devil. Um, yep, those parts. Those were the parts that really like stuck out. Where I was like, "What are we doing? Like, just can, can the movie continue, please? Because it's not a musical. It's just like we're gonna, we're all gonna stop and listen to David Bowie. And it's like, no, I, I like David Bowie songs too, but mm-hmm. I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I like all <laughs> these fine. songs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and it's sort of it's in the title too. Um, 
because crazy also refers to um uh, the patsy klein record that's like his dad's favorite and he breaks it because he's mad at his dad one day when he's a little kid and then it becomes this recurring motif where yeah you're sort of waiting for when when is he gonna find the record and bring because it's a rare album and so you're sort of like they have a scene where he goes into a record store to look for it mm-hmm. and you kind of know like, oh, he's going to find it eventually. Right. Yeah. And he finds it in Jerusalem and he brings it back. Yeah. And uh, his younger brother ends up breaking it by accident. Uh, and I yeah, think which was cute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it's sort of I, I think it's maybe intended to be a, a metaphor for the family and that 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 circle of, of expectation versus reality being yeah, broken because it's, it's meant it's, to stay broken. It's almost the idea they have five kids, which that wasn't unheard of in this time. Um, but also, I think this movie makes a strong but, argument for why you shouldn't have that many kids. Yeah, because I think the idea is it's almost like every time it's like they, they, they're rolling dice and they're not happy with the result. And so they keep doing it. And so the idea of the younger brother is like, well, he that'll be the, the yeah. one that he likes. And then he breaks the album, too. And it's like, oh, yeah, nobody's perfect, you know, like kids are gonna fuck up when you, and it's also uh, like when you have that many kids it's almost like you need to assign them like a shorthand uh, personality uh niche yeah. just for yourself so you can kind of keep track of them and their interests and that's not helpful for the kids oh for sure um, i mean i've i've said this before i have i on my mom's side nine nine uncles and aunts or well eight and then my my mom and so i just remember my grandparents when they would sit down to talk to me they'd rolodex names They'd like sit down and go, Paul, Steve, Dave, how are you? Like, because they had to like, had to, there was so many cousins and shit. And after a while, it's just like, yeah, it's, it becomes a social click. Like, it's not a family. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's like a small, so it's like a workplace, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so like big families, they, they give a lot, but yeah, there's a certain amount of like, it suddenly you like small families i feel like are just they don't have that weird social aspect to them where it's like there's cliques within the family and stuff like that it's weird yeah it's weird shit and this movie definitely plays with that i'd say yeah i think that's uh, not not a it's definitely uh definitely there definitely there it's not like oh, yeah. a primary theme but it's definitely like mixed no. in there i think yeah i agree um it's um yeah i don't know it's it doesn't spend a lot of time on on too many of the brothers again the egghead brother and then the the jock one with the buzz cut Mm -hmm. i kept forgetting he existed it was it's like that with most of them it's really the only ones you need to keep track of are zach and raymond Um, right and they do a they do a fun thing with because as we talked about or as you mentioned black sheep and they're both the black sheep and they both hate each other yeah and I was I was fully expecting some sort of like I was expecting them to eventually team up because of their status. They, it's, but it never really happens. Never, they, they have a yeah. They have a couple of like moments a, where they sort of kind of see eye to eye, but usually it's yeah. Usually it's not. They never quite reconcile. No. And then of course it, Raymond dies. Yeah, and it's almost yeah. It's almost the idea that it's like. The dad spent because the dad has this moment where he sits down and he's like, I know I did something wrong and he can't figure out what. And I really liked that because it is it reminds me of it reminds me of what it means to be a bigot, 
which is that you cause a lot of people harm in your life being a bigot, obviously. Like, the biggest concern of someone who's racist or homophobic, you don't feel bad for that person as much as you feel bad for the people that they affect, and as as it should be. But the, the reminder is that those people are also miserable because there's something in life that they can't reconcile. It doesn't quite... The world doesn't quite make sense to them. And the reason why is because they're bigots. Yeah. Uh, and they don't realize it. And that's what's happening with the father that I love is he's sitting there and he's like, what went wrong? And it's like, what went wrong is that you were too concerned about your son being gay that you didn't even pay attention to your other son being a massive drug addict. Yeah. You know, like it's not rocket science to anybody who's watching from the outside. And that is sort of the point of showing them as kids and growing up is like establishing that. I still think they didn't have to spend that much time on it, but it was important to show because it ultimately this movie doesn't feel like it's actually about um, the main son. It feels like it's more about the father. Yeah. And what, and how he, how he fucked up with these kids. Yeah. That scene, it's interesting you bring that scene up because it's the scene where uh, Zach has come back from Jerusalem. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing to say. But where he wandered into the desert. Yep. Almost died. Luckily, he found a vampire, so he was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of, like, there's a couple of moments in the movie, like, where he rides his bike through the intersection or when he walks home in a blizzard. Like, there's a couple of times where he says to himself, okay, if you make it through this intersection, you won't be gay anymore. Okay, if you make it home through this blizzard, you won't be gay anymore. Uh, So, like, they do set it up when he goes and walks into the desert, because what happens is is he he meets a guy at a nightclub, they go home, they have sex, and then the next morning he gets up and just walks into the desert, and we can infer that it's another one of his tests for himself. That was... I, I I had to look this up. Is Jerusalem, was it a gay Mecca in the 80s? Because he goes to Jerusalem and it's like, immediately finds this nightclub. It was, that that struck me as a very odd thing. I don't know. Um, I've never been. So I, yeah, I definitely didn't go in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Zach has just come home. He found the Patsy Cline record and he comes upstairs from his bedroom to give it to his dad. Oh, he, he's come home from Jerusalem because Raymond OD'd on heroin and he's in the hospital. And the whole family is, is back together. All the kids are grown up. And they're all sleeping in the same bedroom downstairs. And Zach wakes up in the night because uh, he hears his dad upstairs to bring him this Patsy Cline record. And that's he sits down to talk to his dad. And that's when his dad launches into the, I know I did something wrong. Um, I think it's interesting because the part the main thing that stuck out to me about that wasn't that like his dad was having this moment of like i know something's not right and i'm at i'm to blame here uh which is true that is what he's doing in that scene but the other thing he's doing is he's still treating the fact that zach is gay as the problem like he thinks i caused you to be gay somehow and it's like no 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 no, no. yeah yeah that is not what what is wrong with zach what is wrong with zach is he feels like he doesn't have a place in this world and that is very much your fault but so it's he gets through that whole conversation and never has that realization and like we said earlier his dad never has that realization. He he never fully accepts that his son is gay. He like accepts no. it enough so that 
uh, like we hear at the end, like it took 10 years, but his dad finally allowed him to like come over to visit with a boyfriend of his. So, but they just don't talk about it. They just don't talk about the fact that he's gay. So, but in that whole scene, like Zach ends up never saying anything. He was going to go upstairs and attempt this reconciliation with his dad. It's like, oh, I finally found this record. But instead his dad lays out this woe is me. Like he, like it's oh my son's on heroin and you're, uh you're still gay and i know i did something wrong it, it isn't about right. like like his no it's not like it, it, yeah it, again the the point goes completely over right his head. like the the he's not he's not having the like, epiphany I, like what he's what he's having think... is he's feeling sorry for himself instead of oh what it's not an oh what have i done it's he's feeling sorry for himself like he, right, so he doesn't yes. have the epiphany. So Z- uh, his dad gets up and goes to sleep and Zach never says anything. He just leaves the record on the table and his dad finds it the next morning and, and gets to listen to it and everything. But they never get to connect over the fact that he finally replaced that record like that. Even that attempt at reconciliation uh, is denied from them uh, because he right. will just never cross that bridge with his dad. Like his dad just will not uh, allow for that to happen. Um, so yeah, that's it. That I, I do like that you flagged that scene though, because I think it's probably one of the best scenes in the movie for sure. At least one of the more significant scenes emotionally. But yeah, that was, I, yeah, that was a really good scene. (laughs) Yeah. Also for the record, Tel Aviv. Uh, yeah, not, not terrible when it comes to like gay bars and stuff. I just looked it up because I was legitimately curious because I, I would argue in the seventies, there was probably nowhere that was great, you know? Um, mm-hmm. that's all. Anyway, um, the Jerusalem stuff really, is, really, it's just a, such an abrupt, weird thing. And it's to not that much of the movie in either. The movie. It's like 10 minutes. And it, there's like this CGI shot where it like zooms out the window. Yeah. And it was just like, I, it was such a weird thing to suddenly happen in, in and the it, movie. Yeah. Like I think you mentioned and earlier. It, they barely set it up. Right. Like he gives his mom a book on Jerusalem at one point and there's the, the Christ stuff. Yeah. And then like, there's, I, it, it's, it's, it's so abrupt. Well, it's the, the Tupperware lady. There's this woman that his mom right. goes to visit, uh, and will buy Tupperware from, and she's a real God botherer. Uh, and she takes Zach yeah. to visit her when Zach is young. And, and this Tupperware woman is the woman who tells Zach that he has special healing powers. Uh, and she has been to Jerusalem. She's got pictures of all these places she's been. She like retraced, I think, Jesus's uh, journey, basically. Um, and it's like really important to her. And that connects to Zach somehow. Or So it's not like totally not set up. But um, yeah. It is sort of like this really nebulous, like it does still connect to the theme, but it, it seems a little meandering to to echo a word you the said religious earlier. Stuff, yeah, the religious stuff in general felt meandering because yeah. they set up this idea that he can heal people and to think of people. Um, and I thought like, obviously he doesn't heal people, um, but I thought they were going to go somewhere with that with his brother where they sort of do it a little bit, um, but not enough. Um, not in any meaningful way. It never really pays off, and then he just goes to Jerusalem. Yeah, for and it, it, for it's again, just not that much of the movie. It's maybe ten minutes. It's a real quick, yeah, quick side trip to Jerusalem. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a lot of yeah. A lot of my issues is those moments where it's like I don't. I feel like this would need guess to be in here. You could. I think it was like extra ideas well, uh, that they had. It's sort of it's a pilgrimage, and when he comes back, he sort of has a better understanding of himself 
and a better appreciation for right. kind of what I don't know. It's like it's like kind of getting Zach closer to his own epiphany. Again, it's I, it's, I think. The, it's one of my issues with coming of age as a genre mm-hmm. is that they are often meandering because it's uh, usually a person talking about their own life, and yeah. they uh, and it becomes like. A little like, and then I bummed around for a while, or like, like it reminds right, me of don't... like, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but like Razor's Edge, the Razor's Edge with Bill Murray, where it's like I've just a guy searching for enlightenment. Oh man, it's not a bad movie. It's it's like it's this, it, he made it right after Ghostbusters or right before, and it's a dead serious role for the most part, and it's kind of. It's it's the Forrest Gumping of it all. Does that make sense? Where it's like, and then he did this, and then we went over and did this, and then I did this. And it's like, I'm sure this is all very important to you, but to me, I'm just looking for a story. Um, and like Forrest Gump obviously is a better version of that. But um, again, it, it, it always feels very boomer. It's just like, ah, I want to include all the eras, all the decades. So, like, I want to show you how good it is. And so, like, the, and then I went to Jerusalem. Feels like such a boomer thing in that it's like, well, you're like 25 and you can just jump on a plane and go to Jerusalem. Oh, he's, he's 20. Um, and that he's, he's Jesus. much, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's like 20, and, 21 and in like that scene. Finding yourself and wandering in the desert is just like, I ah, keep it simple. Like, like, just, just like, Whittle it down a little. Cut cut twenty minutes off of this baby, and you'll be good. Um, yeah, that's when you when it's semi autobiographical or biographical. It it is a little difficult to you. It's you have trouble. It becomes um, a, pinning down what's important. Yeah, like because it's all important, important to you. you. Yeah, it's all important. Yeah, to you. exactly. And it's like I, I like, but. That's why it feels like it needs someone who isn't familiar with their life story to look at the script and go, okay, this, this doesn't need to be here. This doesn't need to be here. I don't know why this is here. And the, yeah, this feels like it has just those little extra pieces uh, that like, could, could have been shaved down. Um, because it is like the key story of this family and of this specifically this guy's relationship with his father. Very powerful. And very mm-hmm. real, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not Who like... Who plays the father? I'm not sure. Um, he's some French uh, Canadian. Do, 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 do. He looked like the guy from Titan, but he's not. Oh, the, the Swole Fireman? Swole Fireman, yeah. No, I don't think this is him. No, it's not. It's super not. Yeah, he was his, in a movie his... called Cruising Bar. Yeah, his... Uh, the best... Uh, Michel Cote, I'm probably screwing that up, but his Wikipedia is pretty yeah. sparse. I, I would need to do a deeper dive on him. No, he was. He I mean, was the acting really is quite good. good in this film. The other, everybody the kind mom of looks is like really somebody. Great. The mom is fantastic. The main guy, he looked a lot mm. like Andrew Garfield at times. He, uh, I, he had, the he whole really, movie, yeah. the whole movie, I was thinking of him as French Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yeah, I kept, yeah. I kept forgetting and being like, "Where do I know him from?" Spider Man. Yeah. and then I'd have to remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh no, this is a really different guy. Good. Yeah, no, this is yeah. uh, very good acting. Very, uh, even though the movie itself, like the direction is heightened reality in a lot of sequences, like the actual performances yeah. are very, are very real, uh, which is, uh, hard to pull off. Um, yeah, I would also, I would argue the heightened reality in it 
is it it, it doesn't happen that often and it, no, you could argue a few it's times. all his and you could argue it's his imagination like it happens the most oh, in church he, I, I, yeah i don't even think you need to argue i think it's pretty explicit that it's its imagination oh yeah and it's also like i don't know about you but when i've been in church like at a wedding or something mm-hmm. boy does my mind wander um yeah i start like looking up at the ceiling being like can i scale that ceiling oh yeah if i was like an assassin's creed especially playing games like especially catholic uh services because for me anyway they tend to go on and on and on (laughs) so it's like oh shit's boring (laughs) and so they really i think they actually really um do a good job at showing like the the boredom of that and like the, where your mind wanders, and because I don't think it really happens anywhere else but church. Um, in this movie. I think there's maybe one other sequence, but yeah, it's mostly when he's in church. I do like how they handle when he gets into the accident, when he crashes his uh, um, oh, yeah. motorbikes. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna if I make it to the intersection, I won't be gay anymore." And then he gets hit, uh, and time kind of stops, and it like does this cool thing where it's folk. It's like parked on his face. I'm not sure of the technical terminology for this, but you can the camera's not really moving, but it's it's like he's spinning through the intersection slow motion and he just looks really surprised. And it's like it really perfectly communicates that like second or two that time freezes or slows down or dilates when you're falling or when you're in the middle of having an accident, like when you trip or like when something fucked up is yeah. happening to you and it's like you just have this look it, it's really conveyed that experience perfectly for me as a person who's been in a few car accidents had a few tumbles uh it's just like yeah. oh yeah this is this feels real like this is what happens <laughs> like you're just yeah. like Who wait am i really hasn't... getting fucked up right now is this happening to right. me <laughs> <laughs> who amongst us hasn't willingly driven into traffic right but you know what i mean like yeah. when you're about to eat shit no no i know i know exactly and you're what like mean. what yeah. me i can eat shit nobody yeah. told me yeah. Uh, yeah. i told you the best thing i ever saw was my friend uh stage died dived at an andrew wk party and nobody <laughs> caught him and it was the best i've ever seen someone eat shit <laughs> And he described it exactly that way. Yeah. It's like this moment in the air where you're like, oh, nobody th- loves me. I don't me. think anyone's going like, to catch me. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, this is it. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to look like Andrew um, WK's album cover in a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, great album. Great album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, again, very well directed. Mm-hmm. This is a good director. Dallas Buyers Club. Didn't it win some awards? One or two. Uh, one. Yeah. It's uh, and that there's a reason why. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's uh, I remember being very good. Um, this is like, again, it's 2005, and it's very. It does feel of its time where like, it doesn't. Not much happens again. Like for a while, I was like, is there gonna be a plot? Because it's so much setup. Uh. That, like, it does feel dated in that regard, I guess. Like, I feel like even family dramas and stuff tend to try to be a little more like, hey, let's let's have an actual, like, inciting incident, right? Mm-hmm. That happens, like, 15 minutes in, stuff like that. This doesn't really happen. No, that. the inciting and incident so, is his birth. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, in terms of recommending this movie, you have to be patient with it. Mm-hmm. Because I think ultimately, I'm glad I watched it and I had a really, you know, there was a lot of really good moments and stuff. 
But boy, the first 40 minutes really tests your patience because it doesn't, it's not like a traditional movie where like, like the stuff with him being gay in any other movie would start happening 15 minutes in. And like, there's hints of it, but I mean like the actual, like the drama of it, you know? Right. And this just sort of, it's like a slow burn. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it is dated. It's from 2005. Uh, that's yeah. almost 20 years ago. Yeah, it doesn't feel, too th- it doesn't feel 20 years old um, in terms of, like, the message of it all, you know? Like, that was, that occurred to me at one point. I was like, oh, no, I hope this isn't going to, like, fuck this up. Like, the part where he goes to Jerusalem and goes into the desert and like, I was like, oh no, is he going to have like an awakening and not be gay? Or are they going to do something weird with it? Um, but they don't, they don't. Nope. It's, uh, it's just a very, it's just more complex than that. That's all. It's just a very human story about this. Uh, and so, yeah, it's good. If you like dramas that are slow, it's a bit slow. Yeah, it is. I feel, yeah, I, I feel like he drove into traffic because he needed something to happen in the movie. Like, there's a few things like that where it feels like they're like, we, we better have stuff happen in this movie at some point. Yeah. Um, um, because, you know, I don't know. I, I would, I, you could also argue that the human, like, humans and family is the most dramatic thing there is, and we're desensitized to it because we like watching superheroes and junk. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah. But like there was there was an element in this movie at certain points where I was like, well, you got to entertain me movie. Right. Like, it is still come on. supposed to be a story. Um, but yeah, I, someone I, throw a pie. <laughs> Crying out loud. Somebody throw a pie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with with all of that. I, I, I do think it's a little self-indulgent and it's a, it's a little redundant. There's a couple of things that happen multiple times and it's like, okay, well, we really only needed to hit this once. Um, but overall, uh, I thought this was quite good. Um, yeah. Really, uh, not like bawling your eyes out, but really powerful in a lot of subtle ways. Um, oh, and yeah. I, this, I definitely, I, I I definitely actually... got a little misty a couple of times. But I did um, like that it wasn't, it didn't feel emotionally manipulative no, either. No, not at all. It wasn't trying to make you cry. It was just telling a story. Yeah. It was, that's the thing is it's almost an anti-movie where it's like, listen, I'm just going to tell the story. You can leave if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you can leave anytime you want to. But this is the story to, I'm going to tell. this is the story that is being I'm, told right now. Yeah, and I'm not going to dramatize it except for this fucking Jerusalem scene. Um, but like you know like uh, it's it's i appreciate it on that level and yeah it is emotional but it's also it never felt tragic you know yeah even though raymond does die of an overdose it doesn't it's not yeah. that it's not that kind of movie if that makes sense for sure like it's not about it's not it's not about that uh it's it's about the the family relationship uh, yeah, and, and you knew themes. you saw Raymond. You're like that kid is too cool for this world. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Raymond's so cool. Boy, did he! Cool Raymond. Cool Raymond. <laughs> Doing cool heroin. Yeah. Uh, anything? Anything else? No, I just appreciated how um, 
subtle a lot of the movie's uh, emotional weight is. Um, it's it's a, yeah. it's a it's a very nuanced movie in terms of the characters and and their relationships and how they express how they feel about each other. Um, I just was reminded of uh, Raymond beating up those two guys at Christian's wedding because they're saying terrible things about Zach being gay. Uh, but Zach never sees that and like he doesn't do it so Zach sees it happen. Um, and it just it's related to what we talked about earlier. Is right, that and the, Raymond's like kind of the fuck up in that scene too. Yeah, it, it, it's um, and it and you expect yeah, you wonder what the dad's it, gonna do. Like yeah, at first you expect the mm-hmm. dad to react because he overhears it, but the dad's but just, like kind of constantly worried what people think, you know? Right, and he does what he's always done, which is ignored or doesn't talk about it. So he just pretends he doesn't hear it, yeah. you know. And it's it's that's ultimately how they have to reconcile like how Zach has to has a, have a relationship with his dad. It's, I don't know. It's well done. Yeah. I and really, I like, no, it's, it's not American beauty. And, and I'm for, that's <laughs> a compliment. That's a compliment where American beauty wanted to do a family story and stuff, but they went the other way with it where it's like, we had to make this like intense and weird and everything's fucking everybody's acting like an alien sometimes. And this guy's in a yeah. suit for some reason um and this is more anticlimactic in a satisfying way though where it's it's telling the more realistic human version of this story of of this family struggling where it's not pretty and it's sort of like by the end you are like oh okay i'm happy for him because he Mm -hmm. finds peace with his dad uh at the end of the day which is which is nice but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't wrap itself up in a neat little package. Uh, there's right. no catharth- cathartic big moment of confrontation here. It sort of just nope. goes out with a whimper. But again, it's a satisfying whimper. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like it, it, it's I, I yeah, I felt satisfied with where the story went ultimately. Yeah, because sure. it does feel like it's just sort of life happening. Mm-hmm. And it's very good about that. And the characters are likable, you know? Um, this is listed as a comedy, which is funny to me, because it's not that funny. There's uh, funny moments but, in it, but yeah. But the characters, again, they're realistic funny, where it's like situational things. Oh, the kid breaks the thing again. Isn't that funny? Yep. You know, where it's not like nobody's, nobody's being like zany. And it's like, yeah, because it just feels very human, very realistic, very grounded. And yeah. that's good. Yeah. Like more movies like this for sure. Yeah, I, I got I got nothing else. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. Uh, good film. Yeah, yeah good film. <laughs> I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah, but I think it's good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, this was through our Patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh if you go on there you get access to exclusive podcasts like tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder is a maniac star trek the next futurama spiel boys those are all on there for five of your dollars a month um we also have uh tiers where you can watch movies with us which we do every friday night uh, and you can do custom we just watched episodes and custom podcasts so go on there dick around for a while you'll love it yeah dick around on our patreon um dick we, our also patreon. Have a, <laughs> we also have 
We also have a store. Head over to GameFlateAndPlay.com. We have a link to our Teespring store where you can find all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So check that out if and you please. Check it Yep. Yeah. Speed your motorbike through an intersection to check it out. (laughs) Yeah. And Google the 70s. 